I'm Jared Jaynes, and this is Impactful. Solid foundations are key when building something to last, so let's start there first. But before we dive in, I want to give you a little context. This podcast is about my exploration for ideas that lead to a positive impact, both personally and collectively. Over the past decade, I've been obsessed with this search, and I've been working hard to understand and implement these ideas in my life. But that isn't how things have always been. I grew up never taking school or education seriously, and basically did the absolute bare minimum. Whether it was avoiding to read a full novel until I was 20, or trying hard to keep the number of times I studied on one hand. But shortly after dropping out of college, uh, I got a bad case of curiosity, and I haven't been able to shake it since. Ironically, leaving school is what led me to starting my education. And that education was mostly made possible from my comfort with a mouse, a keyboard, and an internet connection, something I got from a lifelong interest in computers and a video game-filled youth. But if you would have told 16-year-old me that I'd be spending my adult years using the internet to learn about things like art, health, and philosophy to science, technology, and business, first, I would have laughed pretty hard. Then, I would have told you all about how I was going to be playing video games professionally. But that's not the way it turned out. And as I entered my 20s, I ended up finding a passion for learning things other than just video games. Now, I'd never call myself an expert in any of these areas, but I do take in and remember things pretty well for some reason. But more importantly, having such a scattered, self-made curriculum has led me to making some interesting connections from time to time. And now, for the first time, I'd like to put some real effort into sharing them. I've tried blogging before, and I even created a short YouTube series, but for me, it's always the deep conversations and longer form content in which I feel like I'm really connecting with people. And that's what I wanna do here, push past the surface level stuff and spend the time needed to think about things deeply, and more importantly, the impact they have on us. If that doesn't sound like something you'd be into, then you should probably stop this podcast now. But for those of you who are game, let's dive in. The best way to start something is usually with good questions. And that's exactly what led me here. That newfound curiosity that I mentioned started pushing me to ask myself some big questions, and sometimes some really uncomfortable ones. Things like, now that I have all these things that I thought I wanted, why am I not happier? Why do I judge people so harshly? And what should I be doing with my life? Well, questions demand answers. So I started seeking out the people claiming to have them. It just so happened that most of the advice I ran into seemed to be largely based on evolutionary thinking and how it applied to things like psychology, sociology, and even nutrition. So basically, what were we programmed to do for the 200,000 years of evolution that led us here? It wasn't long before I had completely changed the way that I viewed myself, my relationships, and even the way I ate. And I started seeing big results. I was getting promotions in my career, I was finding the relationships I'd always wanted, and I was healthier than I'd ever been before. At that point, I guess you could say I was hooked on learning. Since then, I've spent almost all my spare time taking in and trying my best to integrate every nugget of wisdom I can find. I'm constantly taking notes, creating outlines and checklists, and refining my methods for setting new goals, and when I'm lucky, reaching them. It's funny. My ideas about society, relationships, and even our place in the universe have changed so much in my 20s, I have a really hard time remembering what it was like to be me just five years ago. In the middle of this transformation, I started to realize just how precious my time was. 
with unlimited info literally at my fingertips. I needed to create a method for choosing what to concentrate on. After I did an audit on everything I had learned so far, I realized everything I was doing that led to a positive impact fit into one of three foundational categories. My personal, mental, and physical health, the social connections in my life, and my contribution to society. I was really hoping that finding these foundations would make it easy for me to identify where to spend my time and who to look to for direction. And it did help, but I also started to realize how complicated and personal things really are. But obviously, I'm not the first one who's realized this. You know, there is nobody that I look at and go, that person has everything figured out that I want. This is Eric Zimmer, and he's been hosting a podcast called The One You Feed for over two years now. I used to look for that. Like, we have this idea of mentors in life, right? And, mm -hmm. and I, for a long time, was looking for a mentor who is basically me 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> right? They just, they just don't. It's me. And so what I found was that I could find things in certain people that I could, I could like. And this means a lot coming from Eric. He's had some great interviews on his podcast about living a good life with a bunch of really smart people. Everyone from Maria Popova of Brain Pickings to professor and author Carol Dweck to Russell Simmons. But I was looking for somebody who was, oh, they were a father of a kid like mine and they worked in the kind of job I did and they, you know, I, and it's very hard to find, for me, it was hard to find somebody who was like exactly who I was. So I, I kind of let go of that. And, and I think that one of the things over the years I've realized is just that I am kind of me mm -hmm. and that's different. Not that like, not that I'm unique in some some special way from everybody else, but the things that combine to make up the, the person that I am are a little bit different. And personally, I think that applies to everyone, which is why I was so eager to talk to Eric about the foundations that apply to us all. And one thing that we seem to concentrate on a lot was the challenge of balancing our priorities and staying focused on the right things. Well, I think the first thing about balance is looking at it over longer periods of time. I found it very difficult to balance my life on a daily or a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. That just hasn't worked. But if I look at it over months and years, I can, I can see some balance. So like balancing, you know, having a family versus work, that can, it's very hard to balance that in the short term because you might have a week in which your kids are sick. And so mm -hmm. that's where a lot of attention goes. You might have another week where work is just crazy and there's a lot going. And so if you're trying on a daily or weekly basis to make that balance work, you can make yourself crazy. But if, but looking at it over the course of a month or six months, you can go, okay, in general, I'm giving the proper proportion to these things that I care about. The other thing that took me years to learn and is still sort of counterintuitive is that the busier I get and the more demands there on me that are on me, whether that be work or family or whatever, the more sort of that first category of self-care becomes more important. And for most of us, and for me, for a lot of my career, that was the first thing that went out the window. I get busy. The first thing that goes out the window is exercise, eating right, meditating, boom, gone. Cut there first. And it's taken me years to realize that if I don't cut there, 
if I if I keep those things solid, I'm a lot more effective. Yeah. And so I think in the same way at looking at balance over a wider period of time, I think we also need to look at productivity over a wider window of time. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that by keeping the self-care elements in there, I'm able to be more productive day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, yeah. year after year, versus these very short periods where I really push really, really hard and then I kind of burn out or I get sick and I miss a week or, and so I've learned more to, to not throw those things out the window and find a way to maybe be very flexible in how I get that self-care stuff done, be creative about it, but not let it go. And that's really the hard part. When you realize how much effort it takes to create good habits, find time to reflect and set goals to work on it can be pretty humbling. And then you add the fact that we live in a really strange new world and things can get even scarier. You know, we had a guy on a while ago, his name is Robert Sessions, and he wrote a book called Becoming Real. Um, and he made a point that I thought was really interesting. And, and if you go back, you know, several hundred years or a little further, you just, your life was kind of what it was. Like you grew up in this group, in this village, in this tribe, and here's who you were. And you may not have loved it and it may have been limiting, but it was very clear what life was and what kind of it was about. And what he said is that, that the modern person, so those people just had to live up to what that thing was. Mm -hmm. As modern people, we are expected to a figure it out what it is that is important and and all that and then live up to it and so that's a double burden i think that that he's saying and and that resonated with me this idea that we have to um that the making life meaningful starts to become entirely something you have to do and figure out yourself and doing that in our modern world can be extremely hard eric went on to point out that we really seem to be struggling right now if you at least watch things like depression numbers and anxiety numbers and suicide numbers, and we're not headed in the right direction. We're headed in a decidedly wrong direction as far as those things go. And I, I happen to believe that a lot of it is culturally based, that we are in a culture that is very much fed to believe that those things that are outside of us will make us happy. It's such a cliche at this point, right? Yeah. To say that. But you know, it's like, I don't really watch TV, but every once in a while I'm around somebody who has it on or, um, and I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch like a movie or I'll watch a series, but I don't usually watch like network or cable TV. And I see the commercials and I'm just like, not being exposed to it hardly at all makes it a lot more like, whoa, like, look how, look how obvious this is that that commercial is designed to make me feel like my life isn't good enough. Like and I'm susceptible to it. That's probably why I stay away from yeah. it more than, you know, some people I think they're just like, yeah, it's just a commercial idiot. But I'm like, why isn't my life like that? Why isn't the lighting in my house like that? And my, why am I not that handsome? And why is my, you know, like, why are my days not spent like that? And, and I get sucked into it. And so I think we all do to some extent. So by now, you might be feeling a little depressed about our situation. And I get it. Shit, many of my ideas of who I wanted to be when I was young were built on these toxic influences. But here's the thing. These patterns can be broken, and we can choose to take charge and use the tools in our modern world in really powerful ways. As Eric said, I think that all this stuff is growing pains to some degree. I don't think it's ever, ever perfect. And we shouldn't expect it to be perfect. The world we live in is changing faster than ever before. 
and we need some time to adjust. But if we pull back and look at things from the long perspective, we can begin to see a different story. I'm one of those people that believes that as a, as a species, we are becoming better. Yeah. We, are, we are morally evolving. Um, I believe that. Now, some people think that's foolish and silly and naive, um, but I, I, I think there's evidence that really shows that. I'm with Eric on this one. It's easy to feel like the world is crumbling, especially when we're surrounded by doom and gloom media constantly vying for our attention. And we've all heard the phrase, if it bleeds, it leads. And it's true. Negativity grabs our attention, and that's because it had a lot of utility in our past. I mean, sometimes it's hard to remember that we were once part of the food chain, and being scared of the unknown was healthy. But now it's leading to a false, negative worldview. The numbers tell a different story. Everything from poverty, life expectancy, war, and disease continue to move in a positive direction. And if we put effort in, we can see the same positive results in our personal lives. We just have to remind ourselves to concentrate on the right things and ask the right questions. By raising and talking about these type of questions and talking about what matters keeps me constantly sort of thinking about it. And if I do that enough, they really can become habitual. And ironically, negative habitual behavior is exactly what we're fighting here. We acquire countless habits without noticing, whether it's from the apps we use, the TV and movies we watch, and even the people we spend time with. But we can break the cycle by asking things like, What's driving it? What's, what's my motivation underneath whatever it is that I'm doing? And try and be honest with myself and think about what is it that I, you know, what, what's driving me and what am I driving towards? And this leads to answers that are really important to keep in mind. You know, I partially started the podcast as a way to keep reminding myself Right, because it's very, for me, it's very easy for life to get going and for me to be focused on everything that is outside of myself. You know, everything I see is, is external and what I've, what I've learned is that my, my happiness and sanity and serenity and effectiveness comes from realizing that a lot of the important things in life are going on inside also. It's not one or the other. Um, but the inside tends to be the first one to go. So the podcast was a way to remember that. And in many ways, that's what I want to do with Impactful, too. I want it to be a tool to keep on track, a reminder to make time to reflect, but most importantly, to include you in the process. We thrive in collaborative environments, and it might sound grandiose, but I'd like this to be one of them. A place where we can respectfully challenge each other to be better, a place where we embrace and celebrate the fact that everyone is not the same, and we don't live in a black and white world. But above all, a place where we can strengthen and build upon the foundations of a good life and a healthy culture.